Hey everyone, welcome back to Conscious Chats with Big Mouth. Big Mouth here. It's episode two, and we're gonna call this episode Black America. And we're gonna like dissect some things that is dividing the black community and everything. But first, I wanna just thank everybody who has supported me and supported this podcast. I only posted the first episode like yesterday. And in a lot of people have I've gotten good feedback. I re-listened to it myself, and I'm going to try and do a little better because the way the delivery wasn't there for me, for my standards. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, let's just dive right in. So I have some notes here. I'm just going to be referring back to these. First, let's just talk about Black people in general. Black people are just great we basically excel in everything that someone may give us. If you look at how many black boys would excel at gymnastics if we only had the resources in our community, we would definitely dominate that region. Black boys would. I think that it's a shame that we don't have those resources and that we have this set notion against gymnastics or against anything that's looked at as feminine in our community. I think that stems from white people, of course, because they just, they put stuff in a lot of culture's heads and a lot of um, harmful notions that can really harm and divide us. I think that one of those notions is colorism. So let's talk about that. When you go back to the slavery days, everybody knows that in the house there are light-skinned people and in the fields there are dark-skinned people. This has really damaged the black community because it's light-skinned people against dark-skinned people. I think personally that light-skinned people think that they are their own race. Um, If you look into a lot of younger light-skinned people's social medias, there are a lot of light-skinned or... Um, mixed or stuff like stuff like that that makes you think why that being light-skinned or being mixed is not a personality trait and I think that some people fail to realize that just because you're mixed or light-skinned does not mean that you're attractive I've met some I digress anyways um (laughs) colorism is very detrimental to the black community because it divides us really like crazily and it gives this self-hate hatred it gives this self-hatred to darker black people I've been I am as a brown skin person have had to de-brainwash myself essentially because as a younger kid you see white people on screen and then you see when you do see black people on screen there are only light-skinned black people on screen and so you think well, am I still beautiful? And we are. It's just that white people don't know how to say that multiple things are good at once. They have to think that one thing is superior at all times. I mean, let's just be honest here. White people can't stand being second place to anything. But they are, and they will soon realize that. Uh, I digress. Um, Let's now talk about um, black culture and pop culture. Nowadays, black culture and pop culture are one and the same. Black culture is the mainstream of today. 
if you go back about 10 years, you don't see a lot of black culture in the mainstream world. You see a lot of um, pop singers. You see the Britney Spears of the world. You see, you see Disney people. And as time has gone on, within the past few, like the 2010s, the later 2010s, you see this merging of black culture and pop culture. And now they're no longer distinguishable. I think that that is kind of harmful to the black community also, because now everybody wants to be us. Everybody wants to have the hair. Everybody wants to have the language, the dialect. Everyone wants to have the clothes. And you have things like Fashion Nova and Pretty Little Thing. You have companies that are benefiting off of our culture when they don't have anybody of our culture. And you see you see like different blogs trying to use sis and slay and you know those type of words black dialect i think that as black people we need to realize that they don't love us they love the culture and even when it comes to that they dilute the culture so that it's not as black as it was when we had it So let's talk a little bit about proximity to whiteness and coons and white acceptance and just tolerance of white people. White people do the bare minimum and get clout, like, out of this world. All that a white person has to do is get on social media and say, racism is bad. And you'll see 50 million black people in the comments talking about, they are such a great person. Oh my goodness, you are invited to the cookout. You are a king. You are a queen. Why do we applaud the bare minimum from white people? I can tell you why we we do the bare minimum. We clap for the bare minimum because they don't even give us that. They give us less than the bare minimum. They give us the silent white person who won't speak up when there's injustice in the community. And then they say cis, or they have a whole lot of black friends, and they say, well, I can't be racist, I have black friends. So I think that we need to be careful about who we are inviting to the cookout. I don't think that inviting to the cookout should be a thing that the black community does anymore, but people are going to do it regardless. So I just say, be careful who you are inviting to the cookout, because some of these people that you be inviting to the cookout are not it. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about culture appropriation versus appreciation. I have come to learn within the past few months, few years, that we might as well be flattered by the cultural appreciation. Imitation is the best kind of flattery. So when you see these white girls out here with box braids in, and they call them box braids, I say let them get them. I mean, their hair is going to fall out, but they are flattering us. Now, for the Kim K's and the Jenners and the people who call them boxer braids or Dutch braids, um, no ma'am, mm-mm. That is cultural appropriation. What the Kardashians do is they benefit off of the black culture. And 
and that is just I could make a whole episode about the Kardashians, but we're not gonna get into that. I think that people like Bad Baby are cultural appropriators because she doesn't appreciate the culture. She is the one who wears braids, who wears a foundation shade that is way too dark, who dresses in our clothes, who speaks in our language, but then turns around and says, who wants to be black? Well, Danielle, I hate to break it to you, but you seem like the one who wants to be black. Anyways, I digress. Let's talk a little bit about hypermasculinity in the black community. You get these extremely, extremely masculine men who feel like everything is gay. They think there are some men who believe that getting their nails done is gay. Sir, that is basic hygiene. Why do you feel it like that it's gay? Uh, yeah, I think that it's harmful because it keeps us from really uniting because you have this one group of people that's like, why are y'all so worried about what's gay and what's not gay? If you're gay, you're gay. If you're not gay, you're not gay. And then you have this other group of people who is like, oh, well, no, he looks gay. He talks gay. He dresses gay. Gay is not, (laughs) being gay is not about how you dress, how you talk, or how you act. It's about who you love. And while I'm on that topic, let's jump into anti-LGBT people in the Black community. I don't understand it. How can you hate somebody of the same skin tone as you, but claim for yourself to be pro-Black? How can you hate our gay and bi and trans brothers and sisters? It just doesn't make sense to me. I think that if you are one of those people who don't like the LGBTQ community, you aren't pro-Black. You just are a Republican who's not racist, right? That's what I think. Because there are white people who are Republicans who aren't racist. I think that in order to be pro-Black, you have to like Black and everything. I think that you need to love all Black people. I don't think that you need to, like, what is it? discriminate against black people because of who they love or of who they decide to be. I I just think that I think it's dumb and it just divides us even more. That's what the white people want. They want us to be divided. But I digress off of that soapbox. I just think that as a community, we have a lot of work to do because white people have made it so that there are a lot of things in place just in case one falters, there's another thing that pops up that can divide us even more. So, excuse me, I think that, I think that as a community, we need to really take a look in the mirror and say, what can I do to make it better? If that's talking to your children and letting your children know that black is beautiful in every shade or that black is beautiful, whatever you love, whatever you decide to do with your life. I think that judgment is another thing that black people struggle with. We judge each other so quickly. Like when I got, when I had first gotten to public school, a lot of people called me white because I didn't talk a certain way or I didn't act a certain way. When in reality, I barely ever came into contact with white people as a young child. I just was very different. I was weird, if you will. 
I think that we need to start accepting alternative black kids, the black kids who aren't really in touch with their black side, but we need to educate them because those are the type of black children who have white parents or a white mother to be more exact because I'm, let's just be honest here. Having a mother that is not the same color as you can probably take a whole toll on how you feel about yourself. You see her, your mother is basically a reflection of you, but she doesn't look like you. So whose reflection are you supposed to be, right? That just got a little deep. But anyways, I think that we need to start to embrace other people and embrace all types of black people, whether it be a weird black person, a gay black person, a trans black person. That's just me, though. Uh, I also think I had something right on my, it was right on the tip of my tongue, but I wanted to finish what I was saying. Um, I said judgment in the black community. I don't know. It'll come to me at some point. But yeah, I think, I think that we have a lot of work to do as a community. And we also need to stop tearing each other down because that's not going to help anything. A lot of people who say that, they won't buy from black businesses because it's too expensive. Well, they need some type of income of money. They can't make everything dirt cheap like these big giant corporations because they don't have as much money. I say support black business. I say support black people. Yeah, don't let your non-black friends say the N-word either. That's not cool. It's disrespectful. But... With that being said, thank you for listening. Um, I think I did a little bit better this time with delivery. I think I talked really slow in the last one. And I'm trying to speed up a little so that I don't lose my listeners' attention. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening. This has been episode two. Um, Also, don't forget to let me know what you guys want to hear. I... I would love to get suggestions on what to talk about next because I hope I don't run out of ideas. Um, Okay, Big Mouth signing out. Peace. Welcome back to Coffee's Chester. Big Mouth, this Big Mouth here. I'm sorry I'm whispering if that affects you in any way, but um, it's a little later in the day. So, I mean, night. So just bear with me here. Um, Also, this is a trigger warning for this episode. Sexual assault will be discussed, pedophilia will be discussed, and just toxic toxicity and manipulation will also be discussed. So if any of that triggers you, I advise you to click off of this podcast. Um, so yeah, let's get started. This is another segment to Black America, The Divide, um, and I want to talk about some issues within our community. Also, if you are triggered by homophobia or transphobia, please click off. Thanks. Okay. So basically, we all know that the black community has a hard time dealing with offenders. We all have seen or have been a witness to that one uncle or that one aunt that everybody says to stay away from. And I want to discuss why people go so hard for those uncles and aunts, as well as people who are in the public eye, in the media. So, oh, I'm sorry about that. That was probably irritating. But um, this topic is something that I'm very passionate about. So I'm going to take a deep breath before I speak on it. 
I feel as though there are a few reasons why Black people go so hard for those in their community who are obviously abusers or toxic or pedophiles or any of that. So, number one, Black people have been trained to believe that we are a monolith. And a lot of other people believe that Black people are a monolith as well, meaning that we are basically a hive mind, that we all have a cohesive thought process, that we are basically the same. And we, as Black people, have either consciously or subconsciously kept that in the back of our minds, you know? So when you see an R. Kelly or a Tory Lanez, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. They can't be bad because that means that I am bad as a black person. You know what I'm saying? Because technically, well, not technically, but in theory, we are all of the same mindset, of the same kind, of the same breed. So therefore, when you see somebody in the media being told that they are a bad person, you're internalizing that as an attack on yourself. So now you're like, no, 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 no. They can't be a bad person because that means that I'm a bad person and I'm not a bad person. So they're not a bad person, you know? So it's just a cycle with that. Another theory that I have, (laughs) it involves being an abuser and being a victim of abuse. A lot of people, especially Black people, because we also have issues with admitting that we need help. So a lot of Black people internalize when they have been abused. This being said, when you see an abuser on TV and you recognize that situation, oh, I've been in that situation before, you're like, oh no, they can't be a bad person. They can't be a rapist or an abuser because that means that I was abused and I was not abused. No, 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 there's no way that I was abused, right? Doesn't it make sense? So yeah, so you're like, no, 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 no. And I feel like that is one of the reasons why so many black, you see so many black women defending the R. Kelly's of the world, the Tory Lanes of the world, all of these toxic people because they had they themselves have been in these positions so they're looking at it as no because then that means that I was abused but I wasn't abused and they're not ready to admit that they were so they have to defend in order to save face for themselves to make themselves feel better now on the flip side of that the men who are abusers may be like no you know that person does the same thing that I do and that I don't no, I'm not an abuser. I'm not toxic. I'm not manipulative. I'm not this and that. So basically, it's the same process as the monolith thing, but in more of a sense of you are that, but you don't want to admit that you are that because Black people sometimes have a hard time, um, you know, admitting when something is not right or when they did something wrong. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. And I think that is a pretty accurate take, but I want to talk about the black church a little, and this may trigger you people out there if you are a Christian, so I advise you to just click off now if you don't want to be upset by what I'm about to say. Um, Yeah, I feel like black Christianity is some of the most toxic religious groups on earth especially Black American Christians. I'm not sure. I can't speak on any African traditions or any other, like, Afro-Latino or anything. I can't because I am not a part of those communities. I am, however, a part of the African American community, so therefore I can speak on this. I have seen numerous times 
where the church elders will push someone out of the church for not looking like them, for not dressing like them, not talking like them. I have heard sermons where they condemn gay people. I have been a witness to the shade that goes back and forth between the younger people and the older people. And then they wonder why the younger people won't come and why the younger people turn away from the church because they feel unsafe. I also want to talk about how the black church rejects anything that is not Christianity. And that is, it's it's not an unpopular opinion because it is 100% true. Black Christians are afraid of anything that isn't God. And that is very jarring to me when it's not really our religion to begin with. White people gentrified us and gave us Christianity and we have adopted it and we're holding on to it for dear life because I guess there has to be some reason why we're going through all this suffering because if not then why are we why are we so hated you know but whenever you hear about witchcraft or any other type of spirituality when people do crystals when people do zodiacs when people do anything that isn't Christianity people call it the devil and that is totally untrue. When you look at some of the some of these religions side by side, when you look at Christianity versus like like spirituality that isn't necessarily Christianity, a lot of things overlap. And I think that people are scared of what confuses them. People are scared of what they've never experienced. But let's make a little bit of a comparison, shall we? Okay. So this is between Christianity and witchcraft. You have God. They call it the universe. It's basically the same thing. There's one thing that rules everything, you know. You have spirits, which we call the Holy Ghost, stuff like that. You're catching the spirit. They call it something different. They may call it possession. They may call it, what is it? Calling on spirits, talking to their ancestors, things of that nature. You have, what else is there? Mm. prayer manifestation or casting spells it is basically the same thing just different names and different of course there's some there's some differences but it's fundamentally the same thing you're speaking something into the earth and trying to get it get something out of it you know what I'm saying yeah and I can talk about this because I am a Christian and I still believe in Christian beliefs but I am also progressive and I feel as though we should respect and treat every religion or spirituality with respect because we will want the same done for us. And I'm tired of black people condemning anything that isn't Christianity because some of the stuff that we are learning in the church isn't even accurate. If you go to a actual religion class, you might you might totally be surprised by what you hear. You know what I'm saying? I've heard a lot of things and Some of the things in the Bible that we think are literal may actually be not. It might be, you know, more of a metaphorical meaning to it. And a lot of people take it literally. So I'm feeling like if you're going to be a Christian, you should really try and take a class or, you know, do some Hebrew or do some research. Not just because your parents told you that you are a Christian, you should seek it constantly you know and I need to work on that but I digress anyways so 
in the black church, we have a lot of homophobia and we have a lot of transphobia as well. Um, you get a lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about LGBT people, quote, molesting children. And I find that so strange and backwards, but hey, I'm just saying a lot of people speak from experience in the black community. So maybe a a young boy was molested by his uncle. So he feels like anybody who is attracted to men is automatically a pedophile. And I'm just saying it might not be the truth, but I'm just trying to connect dots here to make it make sense in my brain, you know. So, yeah, a lot of the homophobia in the black community is very damaging and not just in the black church, but in the black community as a whole, because we're all black at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of black LGBTQ people find that they have nowhere to fit. And that breaks my heart because black people are supposed to be about unity. Black people are supposed to be. I mean, listen, truthfully speaking, black people are probably the bottom of the barrel right now. You know what I'm saying? And I feel as though why push other people away? Why? try to oppress someone else the same way that we are being oppressed by the the whites. You know what I'm saying? It's just so strange. But then when you really think about it, it might just be a matter of you don't actually want equality. You just don't want to be oppressed. And I think that is a, the, the case with a lot of people, especially when you see people like Lil Wayne and Ice Cube and things, when they get famous and they start to turn different, they didn't really want unity from the jump. They wanted to be rich. Now that they are rich, they disregard the black community. The people that they're, the backs that they have been built upon, they disregard it because now they have money. But we can have that conversation another day. I digress. Anyways, yeah. And a lot of transphobia in the black community as well. If you look in a lot of 90s and early 2000s, um, movies and shows you see a lot of transphobia you get you see people being called men men dang that was weird a lot of black women are masculinized and if you want to check that out you can look sorry listen to my other podcast not my other podcast y'all I'm getting tired (laughs) listen to my other episode black women the blueprint the backbone um you can listen to a little bit more about how black women are being masculinized, but that also contributes to a lot of transphobia in the community. And I feel like I need to do a little bit more research on that before I can speak, speak on it, because I might even do a whole episode on it, but I don't want to speak on something that I'm not educated on. So I'm going to move on from that. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't getting help who need help. These mental illness issues, the mental illness issues in the black community, a lot of the times go unsolved. And that's why you see black kids going out and shooting other black kids. That's why you see little black girls ending up being, quote, fast, when in fact they are just over sexualized and they have they're trying to gain that power back by going out and being, quote, promiscuous because they were touched or because they were abused and now now they feel powerless so they have to get that power back somehow and they were taught that their body is the only way now I feel like a lot 
of the issues in the black community could truly be solved by getting help. But a lot of people frown upon that. Even in this day and age, people see people see psychiatrists and psychologists and they run. And I kind of understand because in back in the day we used to get tested on, you know, we like the Johns Hopkins experiments and the Tuskegee experiments. I mean, look at the way they used to treat us. Would you let a white person inside your head if you grew up in a way where you were told not to go to not to go outside at night because the white people, the white doctors will pick you up and test you, you know? But yeah, I'm probably going to re-record this because I was really tired while making this. So, if nobody hears this, okay. But if they, if y'all do, thank you for listening. Big Mouth is out. <laughs>